Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh. Oh. Come on. Get in. Right. Uh, no intro. I could do I mean, I can go over and do the intro quickly if I need to. But, um... What we disaster. live suddenly? Yeah, apparently we're live now, which is which is glorious. Okay, we're happy with that. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, welcome back. Can can you just say if you can hear us, just so I know everything's fine? Um, because once again I've had a few problems, but I think we're okay. Here we go. I think we're good. We're oh, watching. Really? We're watching. We're streaming. We're finallying. Hello, Jim. Yes, we're fine. Great. No intro music though. It feels a bit harsh, doesn't it? Yeah, could, I can't see could... you, and I need uh, a new stream. Yes, dear. Um, we'll do that straight you know. straight away. Doing that straight away. Right. Um, what I will say, just as we're getting that sorted out, is why is Luca Bish on my YouTube page? It's the first thing I've literally just seen in front of me, so I have something who to is, talk about. Who is he? He's in Love Island. He won't. Doesn't seem to want to go away. Um, <laughs> secondly, uh, this is a reset pod. I repeat, this is a reset pod. So we need things to talk about. Um, but obviously we've got we're some not, big time I mean, there's to lots talk of about. football to talk about, isn't oh, there? Oh, well, yeah. Could do, do, the football, could do the football signal. Sure, we could do the football right. signal. Um, because a lot. some people are going, well, I've seen a few people going, not enjoying the international break. Not me. Bloody loved it. And I saw a picture of you just screaming at a couple, like the is the all cop image when something's going well for England or QPR. <laughs> it's like sort of one of these. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, oh, that's um, which is um, which I uh, regret quite, quite quickly. Well, well, because they because Germany pegged us back. I didn't yeah. watch the game because it turns out Nick Pope's not international quality, and also because um, what happened? Well, someone went. You've you've been relegated from the Nations League with a game to spare. I was like, that is a really good point. <laughs> I forgot. I completely forgot about that. Uh, there's the stream. I know we talked a lot about Southgate last week. But he's got to go, hasn't he? Something's not right, is it? Something's not right. Um, I mean, it, like, like I, I, it was unfortunate that we lot were, <laughs> might as well have lost both games after last week, where we were passionately defending him. It did crop into my head, uh, pop into my head rather, that I was like, maybe they're right, maybe we're wrong once for once. It did sting a touch, I must say, it did sting a touch. But um, <laughs> look, I think we, the message we were really, do you know what? That was a really good chat actually last week. I quite enjoyed it. Um, but the the thing what that we were really talking about was respect, respect, and uh, mm. has Gaz got it? I'm not sure. Um, but let's certainly not now. Do you know what I, I what, oh, what I is the fallout that. of this that England have, have been relegated out of Nations League? Uh, what is the fallout of this? Um, so they now go into sort of tier B. Um, for what? For the Nations League, where they will play lesser nations, and therefore will have to win that league to get back into the top tier one and in the top tier one that's the top four teams from that going to the semi-finals which we were in in the inaugural one and uh and but the, does it have any impact on the actual com- competition that means something no well does if you any... don't if you don't believe that nations league means something well then... it doesn't mean anything no one gives a shit about it well, well this is what i find interesting is that so international football now your your win ratio is going to be a lot harder to to have a good win ratio as an England manager because when you're playing the Nations League all the time and you're in the top tier of it, you'll be yeah. playing against Italy and Germany all the time. So you're not going to win as many games. Yeah, but then it would say that the win ratio really doesn't mean anything for international football then, right? 
Yeah, well, actually, and actually, it's a better reflection, better reflection of of um, the uh, performance because you do in the internationals and, and and for a lot of the qualifiers, you do end up playing a lot of dross. Like, and I've said this many times. Let's just get rid of it all. Mm. Just have the big competitions, and yeah. that's it. That's it. Big clubs all the time. I think the important no, thing to get to across. Big clubs. It's nothing to do with big clubs. The important thing to to get across is, is unless it's huge, unless it's the biggest pe- biggest things, it's not good. And it don't mean anything. What? So you're concerned with the fans of Hungary and and San Marino, Scotland, maybe Scotland. Yes. Look. So, so what you do to make this better? I swear um, we have this argument every year. <laughs> what we do is you tier all the best teams, make sure that they're in it, right? So they don't have to qualify, and then you have qualifiers for all the lesser nations, so they have to do the work to get in. I mean, that's essentially the nations league, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But, but but can we do without the nations league? Um, Although that I, said, I think the nations having... league's great. Okay. Okay. Be- because it's I... they're competitive games. Like, I really enjoyed the, not the Italy game, that was dull, dull as anything, but the Germany game is amazing. Okay? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm I, wary of talking I, about international football for too long, Flav, because okay. people, oh, are gonna go, cause people are going to go, this is last week's pod. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. And I feel like in the first 10 minutes of this podcast, we lose enough people. <laughs> can, I, I mean? can, I, can I ask you, though, quickly about what you think of the uh, the Denmark kit and uh, the Hummel kit? Oof. Have you seen? I mean, firstly, it's beautiful. Like the, the design, having black, like completely blacked out or red out with no other white looks fantastic. Yeah. But I do, I, I do, I, I quite, you know, admire Hummel for coming out because they're not, they can't, they're, they're contract, contractually obliged to provide that kit. Yeah. If they don't, they'd be sued and it'll just could destroy the company, right? So it has to they have to be there. But I like the statement, it's good. Yeah, it's it's very difficult actually, isn't it? Because what the the cynics out there will obviously straight away go, Oh, okay, they they're sort of they'll sell more. They'll probably sell more because I think people who align 100%. with the view of it and the fact that it's a nice kit will go and also, just generally, we live in a world where you can buy other teams' kits and it's cool. And yeah. Denmark don't have the same... They're not sort of bad guys, are they? So It's, it, it's historic. It's an historic moment. It's interesting because yeah. in, in the comments, Tim said it's an empty gesture. But it isn't. If it's creating conversation, it's not an empty gesture, is it? So this is interesting. Because I, I think it is, all these things are, um, are a minefield, right? But this, how do you, because I've been, I'll be honest, like, let's, this, let's have an honest conversation. I've been thinking about the World Cup, obviously, for a long time. And I will be, just to say, I will be covering the World Cup. But I feel like something needs, you need to put something out there. I don't know. I feel like I need, something needs to be put out there to kind of say that you don't agree with some of the elements of it. But I'm also very, um, I'm generally quite wary of doing stuff like that because I think it can be seen as an e- empty gesture. Now, like with Harry Kane, and, so in which and, case you, you just do nothing. That's that's the and that's not and that's, that's not, not right either. Anything. Yeah, exactly. No. So, so I guess you just got to have some bollocks and and do what he feels right. But um, also people are saying like it's like I think in, in the comments, Bawa he said um, they're still going to play though, but they're a member of FIFA if they choose not to play in a competition. Bear in mind, this is the fault of FIFA. This is their fault, not the teams that are competing. So you're asking a nation to sacrifice. Their pro- I mean, I'm not sure they'd get kicked out, but there'd be huge ramifications if you decide to not turn up for a tournament. It's not something... It's like a Premier League side not fulfilling their fixture because they have some sort of moral obligation. They'll be punished significantly. Um, you know, so it's... I think it's people are saying so tough, it, isn't it? it's virtual signaling, and yeah, but but you've got to have a conversation. You've got to be having the conversations. You've got to be doing something. Doing something is better than doing nothing at all. That's I I, this is what I mean. This is I think that a lot in this world where everyone's got an opinion is I guess you have to actually shut out other people's opinions and decide what are your intentions and kind of go from there. Because say like England, are we going to be wearing the the uh, armband? Um, but generally, it's like people will go. Like someone said that was it Colm Farrell. I think it's a public publicity stunt by Hummel. 
the question back to that again is what you were kind of saying is like, what are they supposed to do and the only in this world of extremities that we have all the time essentially what you're saying is you have to boycott the the tournament that's that's the only way you can kind of get around it that's never going to happen anyway anyway let's uh people have come for something else other than this yes freddie barber says nld please um Mm. north london derby um so big one for you is it not north london derby is it it's just the game where tottenham play arsenal of course, so not a North London club. So, oh, okay. So, Should I change we'll the title? Although, I know for interest. <laughs> yeah, change the title for me. <laughs> now. Uh, could do. Could do. Should changing. Be. We're changing. We're changing the title. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at the... Uh, it's quite... It's a hell of a weekend. Big. The, lots of football, isn't there? Do you what's mad? All the and, time. Yeah, all the football, all the time, non-stop from here on it out. Um, what I would love to know in the comments, guys, is what's something... Again, I think we've done this a few times, but... What's something that you just... I didn't notice that that had occurred. Here's something that I no, didn't notice had occurred. Let me What's just... That? Is... Hang on. I, I've got one. Just Go by on. Artur signing for uh, Liverpool and Billy Gilmore signing for Brighton. Found out weeks after the fact. <laughs> I didn't spot I that like, one. Fuck, did that happen? The Gilmore one. The Gilmore one, I didn't didn't realise that. Um, the... Yeah, I think they signed Levi Colwell as well, which I just kind of I still I, I'm still not sure if it's if I believe it or not because I can't be asked to Google it. I've never um, heard of him. I don't okay. know who he is. Well, he's a centre back. Um, here's something I didn't realise: Man United the fifth. <laughs> well, I, they, 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 they four and four about on the one? spin. Four on the Are spin. Are they good? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Are Manchester United good? There's your title. Scott Sackler just said Ross Barkley's at Nice. Didn't know that either. That is that is shocking news. Nice are buying loads of players, loads are of they? English players. I think what's they bought got, Ramsey what's, as well. Do you know it's a beautiful part oh. of the world? Not a, not a well, bad place. Nice. It's, yeah, yeah, it not, is, it's not nice. a bad place to play football. It's Nice. Um, so yeah, Man United, four of the top five battling it out this weekend. Could like this be the top the 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 four that finish in the uh, uh, in the Champions League places? Would you be shocked? Would you be shocked if the four at the start of the season, if it was Spurs, Arsenal, Manchester City, and Man United who are in Champions League places at the end of the season? I would have been quite surprised by that. If it sorry, if it's which four? If it's the four that are playing, the Manchester Derby. Oh, right. and sorry, sorry. sorry, I was trying yeah. to read comments at the same time. And um, people getting angry. Yes, I understand. Ramsey is Welsh. I meant British. Close enough, right? Do you remember that time we were, we were talking about David Dave Brooks? Brooks. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it Brooke? Isn't it? Brooks, I can't remember. Brooks. And we're going, yeah, why ain't he playing? <laughs> we he's look, class. We, he's class. Why ain't he getting a shot? And yeah. he's Welsh. And he's like, fuck, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, had a mate who, um, I had a mate who was like, what? What's, Rich, what's Richard Dunn got to do to get a call up for England? <laughs> <laughs> he's got Dunn. 80 caps for Ireland. <laughs> His surname's Dunn. Couldn't get any more Irish. So good. I love stuff like that. People don't know. Who's that? Robbie? No, someone did that really badly. Was it Redknapp? Redknapp had a stinker with that, I think. There was no, there was, do you remember there was the Rangers fan who um, rung up TalkSport or someone, or maybe some some radio station in Scotland, and went, what's anti-namey? got to do to get a call up for Scotland and the bloke went he's Finnish and he yeah. went no he's not he's not finished he's good he's good he should be playing for Scotland goes, no he's no he's Finnish he's like is he Rounded circles. <laughs> thought he was Scottish That's couldn't God. believe he hadn't got a call up brilliant uh, what was I going to say where is it oh, sorry, I saw something good there oh Redknapp it was Redknapp yeah Where's more than a Tom Hurdle said he's not, no he's not finished he's only 28 <laughs> <laughs> that's good um, yeah. do you know what, I mean early surprises Brighton well done Fulham sixth spot hello um, but we are here to talk about these uh, two derbies then so let's talk about let's do uh, well those do you know what, someone I got a, a private message from someone saying oh, yeah. like look I really love your content but can you please stop calling them sweet gunners really yeah. rattled rattled it's a bit like, a bit like yourself bit like yourself yeah, but uh, do you want though, mate? And you're saying stuff that absolutely hurts me when you say it. It hurts me to say. I know we're supposed to be being balanced, and I'm always biased. And I can actually understand why some Arsenal fans watch this podcast or listen to it and go, "This is getting on my nerves because I'm constantly talking from a biased perspective about Tottenham." Naturally, because I'm a Spurs fan and I hate Arsenal. I can understand why you want to bring balance because this is your channel. But sweet gunners is too far. It's too much. Sweet sweet Sorry. gunners? Well, no. Two sweet negate the second say sweet negate the just... first sweet is what I'm trying to say. Well, I don't say sweet sweet Tottenham, do I? 
nurture. Do you know, I think <laughs> it's amazing how it's got to feel. Do you know what also I've noticed? People forgot. People keep think I'm saying my sweet sweet gunners, and I'm very careful not to say that. I say those sweet sweet gunners. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they take on those um, sour sour Tottenham Hotspur this weekend. Mighty mighty Tottenham. What I would here's the, here's what I thought about this. Right. First of all. The Alcott curse will strike them down. I actually thought about the Alcott curse and I realised it's not a curse. The thing is, is that I talk about teams when they're doing well and say, well done, you're doing well. And so when they stop doing as well, it feels like a big thing. Whereas when everyone's <coughs> hammering Man United, if they win four games, no one goes, the curse is, bro-, you know, the curse of you talking about them is broken. So mm. I'm going to just continue sticking with the positive. But they are top of the league. They are at home. Here's my question about this game. This feels like, to me, is this a bit of a crossroads in the season? Do you think this is like a, a, maybe I'm going too far with that. Is it significant? It feels huge, doesn't it? No? Not to me. Does it not? It feels massive to me. You you can't ask me that, right? Because it doesn't, Arsenal could be bottom of the league or Tottenham could be bottom of the league. It doesn't matter. The, the, The game, the occasion is always bigger than the picture of where you are in the league. I don't even care about the league. I mean, I do care about the league table. I hate to see Arsenal on top of it. Arsenal fans are going to be ecstatic for about what, what, what's happened so far this season. Get it all, right? Yeah. But I, my feeling about this game is nothing about the overall bearing of what will happen this season. It's way sure. too early. It's just all consumed by the history behind the, the two clubs and what our relationship is. And, mm. or, uh, and, and that's that's all consuming. I don't care about the... Fallout. Like, I mean, I, I, it's not lost on me that if we win, which is a tall order because Spurs typically don't win there, um, that we go top of the league and above Arsenal, despite how good their season's been. Like that, that is a reality. That is something that could happen. It's not out of the ordinary to think that we could go to the Emirates and win. So if we do, then we are top of the league. Especially, yeah, at their place as well. I think. Do you know when do you play them? Do you know when you play them? At your so we, this always happens. It's like October, we play away, and then we'll play them at home in February or March, something like that. And unless they bottle it again and then find a way of getting out of the game, and then we'll end up playing them in May. Yeah, cancelled due to sniffles. Yes, yeah, a couple squad. of their players get a cold, and uh, then they're obviously one out. But yeah, it's um, it's like I mean, what do you think? As someone who doesn't not, is not emotionally invested, what? How, how, why do you think it's massive? I think it's I think it's bigger for. Arsenal than it is for you. Why? Because they have had a lot of hype. Um, people have been impressed with them. I have been impressed with them. And it is this is what I mean. It's all it's there's so many little things knocking about in the in the environment that make you decide on something. Like if something's going well or not. Because like you say, like Spurs haven't set the world alight. And they're one point off with a better goal difference. That's that's that seems mad to me. And so um, for me, if you beat them, go above them, beat them away from home, and what will happen, of course, as well, is the like you know the two decent teams that they've played, they've not been able to beat them. Like I think it's I think it's hugely significant because it then becomes this test, this different test. I think the good thing for Arsenal is that they they are in the Europa League. So that means that the sort of the constant um, pressure in terms of high level opponents isn't there as much as it is for, for Tottenham, right? Still but, difficult. I, I know from playing, being in the Europa League a lot, it doesn't matter. The teams at home, it's, it's easy, but away from home, it's, it's never, it's always difficult and challenging, especially if you play a weakened team. And the thing with Arsenal squad is as, as oppressive as they've been and, and playing really good football, I admitted it, um, it isn't, for, and all the money they've spent, it's not the deepest squad. Um, you know, without any significant injury problems before this game, because there are both teams have injury issues going into this. Um, that um, the, the challenge of playing games every, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, for every three, four days, which is what was going to happen in October, yeah, hasn't been hasn't been there. We haven't seen anybody tested and seeing what we don't know what the impact will have on any team. Um, Do you think you've got and, better depth than them? Question for the uh, comments yeah. as well and the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Do you? Our, our, our bench, our bench, every one of our, our bench could be a first team player now if they're all fit. 
you know, we've got Skip hasn't played a minute this season. Nor has yeah, well, everyone's gone quiet on Skip, haven't they, Flav? That's all quietened down. Everyone go, everyone was a... hammering Hoybier, weren't they? Allcott stood firm. Allcott said, can we just calm down about this Skip fella? Because Hoiberg's class. And now, so on, when I do a video talk predicting players of the year, all of a sudden, all the Spurs fans are chiming up. Hang on chirping up, saying Hoiberg, maybe Hoiberg. Well, why don't you just back him when he was in a in a struggling side before? So just on focusing on the children. Skip, Skip has been injured since January. hasn't played a game since January, and we're in uh, hasn't October. Hasn't been selected. Hasn't been selected. <laughs> hasn't been fit. Look, the fact that he's uh, uh, Hoiberg um, has been one of our best players this year. Um, but what I'm saying is, my point is, is that Skip is genuinely class. And he will end up getting her too. We signed Basuma, who's Brighton's best player, probably ahead of Cucurella. That's true. And he's he's played a few minutes. Um, he can't get in the side, or he, or to be fair, Conte said he's not tactically ready yet. So I don't know what 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 he's been asked to do. But um, look, it, I, look, it's I, I would say Spurs' depth is is more significant than Arsenal's. Um, I would also say that throughout a season, this is what they're going to have to deal with. And Spurs, I'm not saying we're going to be do this better in October. It's a, it's a lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, there's a lot of experience at Spurs that there isn't at Arsenal. And maybe that youthful exuberance and lack of fear will actually help Arsenal in that way. But I don't know. We'll see. Is Brian Hill in your 25-man squad? Yes. What happened to him? He's a struggle. Can we talk about he's Eric pro- Dyer? He's so good. Isn't I mean, he? he's... He, he's um, he benefits from a system that's suited to him. Did he play in a black four against Germany? Uh, was it a black no. four? No. It was no. a free, right? So he can play in a free in the same way Maguire's kind of okay in a free, although I saw what he, how responsible he was for one of the goals against Germany. He's useless. That case. I've changed my mind. I just don't. Anyway, Who? the, um, Who's useless? Harry, Harry Maguire. Uh, the, um, look, in the middle of a free, and I'm not, I don't want to tempt fate because anything, anything can happen. But in the middle of a battery, he's look, he looks super comfortable. He does look good, yeah. Very, very commanding. Um, and he's a leader. And if you ever listen to his, um, his high, the High Performance Podcast with Jake Humphreys. Um, <laughs> fuck Jake Humphreys. Uh, it, the, um, which you, which you he, wouldn't because it's not, a, it's not a number one podcast like ours. No, not, not like ours. Not like ours. Uh, yeah, the, the, he, um, he, he's personality and his demeanor means that he brings something to that dressing room other than just how good or in the past how average he's been there's something else you know what i mean so yeah he's he's uh he's doing all right do what i find interesting is people's people being a good person or bad person is based around or or a professional or not a professional is based around their form do you know what i mean like eric Dyer, that podcast was done i think when he wasn't actually sort of flying high let's say and he came across brilliantly. And and I think then people kind of knew, oh, he's all right. And then the form has come and now people, like, I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm saying, like, everyone is really, really, like, they like him as a guy now. Yeah, Whereas, I think uh, well, like, you're, if you're just average or shit, you, it, dis, it disappears. People are not interested in knowing more, are they? <laughs> right, um, true, true. He's been good pretty much since Mourinho. Mourinho, you know, he got him playing and... Obviously, in that back three, Conte has trusted him straight away as the the centre. I mean, it's the out of the three positions in that. If you're playing a back three, the, the central one is the least demanding. I think you just have to have composure and read the game. And then any decent centre back can play there. It's the it's the the, the wider two, where, certainly in Conte's system, where they're expected to join the attack and support. But it's um, an overlap. Do you remember? Chris Wilder and he's overlapping. Oh, I loved it. I love going around the side. He's, uh, he's trying. He's currently trying to replicate that at, uh, at Middlesbrough. Speaking of Championship fans, Adam. I Ro- know oh, he's a Premier League fan. Now, Adam Rosenbaum. For all the OGs who've been here from the start, previously the first ever incumbent of the ones and twos, he says, "Come on, you slags." Adam Rosie in the chat. <laughs> he's he is an adult. He is an adult. Um, yeah, hello, mate. Hope you're well. Do you know what's a great point from McSlash? He says, what has Hung Min Son got to do to get an England call up? <laughs> <laughs> great player. You know, well, yeah, he did a job as well. Go there around side. That's right. And also, sexfind4.com says, free girls from your city. Um, just give me a little bit of push there. Three. Um, see Good. how sex, sex spots are back. Um, yeah. 
does there is someone just talking about the back three tax he does does have that a little bit yeah I, it's tight isn't it it's just in the chat guys say spurs or say arsenal in terms of who's got a better squad because i think it's i'm not sure about your back line well romero's um romero's good is good sure Emerson Royale, Sanchez, I'm struggling with a bit here. Tanganga, Gentle Ben's a good lad. Longley's questionable in my eyes. Well, he's been good, so you I don't think you've been watching. You spent too much time wanking over Arsenal to see what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 the other thing is, is that Arsenal for me are playing at 100. percent they've been absolutely, you know, superb, admittedly. And Spurs have been playing at 50, 60, and we're a point behind them. We click into gear. All bets are off. Kane and Son, they haven't even played playing well together. Imagine when they start playing together. True. It is interesting about what, what might happen, though, because the, the, the part, the, the way Arsenal can get us is in midfield. If we only have two-man midfield, Poirier and Bentecourt, there's been times this season where they've been overrun. And uh, some Spurs fans have been hankering after a 3-5-2, where oh, yeah. every time we've played it, we've played really well, especially against teams that like to hold possession. Oh, you said uh, on this very podcast that that was the future. I think it might be. I think it might be. I mean, Conte this just uh, yesterday in a press conference saying that it's an option. It's something we can do, and it's something in the future that we may do. But um, yeah, because essentially we've got the f- the man midfield of Basuma, Hoybier, and Bentanko. So um, yeah, that's that's a strong midfield if we can get it get it working, and then skip to come in if if need be. That the people have. The people have spoken here, Flav. They're saying that you've what? got a better squad. Well, there you go. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Just. It's close, though. If you did a 20-man squad, it would be close. The problem, it's about, it's not like Arsenal got some quality players. And especially, you know, Partey in midfield, who's an injury doubt. If he's not there, then it's Congo. Is it Congo? Yeah, yeah, Congo. Right? Or uh, I guess, I don't know, is Zinchenko fit again? If he if he is, then you could put Shaka there. But yeah, you're right. I know could you do, but the drop off from parties is gargantuan. Where that doesn't exist in our squad, it's quite. We've, we've done a lot of work to ensure that any of the players that come in can. We don't see a, a seismic sh- uh, drop off in the same way that you might see there. Um, uh, Aram Heckmat says it's no way near close. James, they have one striker. Yeah, I think that's what maybe tips it over the edge, but over the edge, but also. If you look at the defense, I actually think the Arsenal defensive depths may be a little bit better. So what they who's who are they? That's uh, Gabriel and Ben White. Ben White and, and Tierney, Holden. Zinchenko, Tomiyasu, Saliba. You just said oh, Saliba as well. Yeah, fair play. That is a All decent right. back line. See Aaron. See Aaron. Just so maybe just really look. I've been floating around this squad for a little while now, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you think I've done, you know, I know what I'm doing here? Do you know what I mean? I put things out there, but I know what I'm talking about. All right. So the thing just... about that three-five-two oh, is man. that um, there's no, if we play it, there's no room for Kulisevsky or Richarlison. But it's an option, isn't it? It's an option. I mean, well, that's and that's what the game's about these days. How do you how options. do you think it will play out? How do you think the game will play out? I I don't like the time of the game. Can I say that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not that controversial, is it? <laughs> no. Do you know what James said? <laughs> <laughs> is it time. that you don't like it generally, or it's, it's, not, just, it's screams, not conducive to it? A screams of five thirty on Saturday night would be great, wouldn't it? Please, so isn't it? It's like it's when when Spurs and Arsenal play in a, on a, a mid a, a midweek game when it has to be seven like seven forty five or eight. Mm. It's murder for the police. Like yeah. I think that they they do everything they can. The police. To, to convince Sky Sports to play this as an early fixture. There's not enough time to get drunk and be belligerent. True. I would suggest that it will go to form a little bit. And I I think the fact that Arsenal are at home is, is very useful. It's huge in North London derby, for sure. Feels like it, yeah. And, yeah, like, you know, the fan base are in a good place. It's not like they're playing you where, like, they're struggling. no. So I think that will play a part. I've got a I, feeling it'll be. What are the injuries? What's the injury situation? Uh, I think Zinchenko's a doubt and Partey's a doubt. 
I think that's massive. The Partey injury. Yeah. It's huge. Um, and because he's just he's just so much better than everything else they've got in midfield. Um, for us, it's it's uh, Kulisevsky and maybe Perisic. Who Kulisevsky's all but out, and Perisic they're taking a view on. But um, they asked Conte, and Conte said, "I don't want to give any advantages." So it may be that Perisic got he got injured in a tackle with Hoybier as well on international duty. If you believe, a couple it. of people saying Party is fit and he's fine. What, um, so what are these guys who do they work for Arsenal are they journalists or they have some inside track ITK aren't they ITK they always are oh, God, the old sluggies um, I think that it will be a 2-1 victory for just say Arsenal Arsenal yeah don't say um, I think the home advantage is huge I really do it's huge. I think a lot of people are pointing to the fact that um, away from home, Spurs haven't done a great deal, but then nor have Arsenal done a great deal at what are lane in recent times. Do you know what the um, Conte factor makes? Screams 1 1 to me. Yeah, I mean, or, I, this is it. Yeah. I, I, this is the, the, the. While it's this is, you know, fundamentally always going to be a difficult game. Like we could have Pep Guardiola, it's, it'll be difficult for Spurs to go there. Yeah. Um, this isn't. Tottenham of last year when we went there with Nuno Espirito Center and just rolled over straight away. This is a different beast of a team and a different club, in, essentially, because we've got Conte as our figurehead. And this is a man, in Kulisevsky's words, he, he only breathes success. He only breathes the desire to win. There's nothing else there. And he'll do everything he can to, to make that happen. That a bit, isn't. A bit like yourself. Yeah, I mean, my own personal gains. Yes, I do everything I can to make my life as successful as possible. Ah, you're a winner. In this instance, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Conte, in Conte, he's got more responsibility than I have. It's just uh, I've got to take care of the wife and kids. Mm. But the um, uh, yeah, but Conte is, is this is different. I do wonder what uh, is this the moment? Because if we do play a three-four-three, which we probably will, Richarlison will start, and you know what Richarlison likes to do. Like Liverpool fans absolutely loathe him in part because of what he did when he played in the, the That's um, a, yeah Merseyside derby. But I'm wondering how much Arsenal fans will hate Richarlison by the end of this game. Do you think Conte thinks I've got to get Richarlison in this team because he is that much of a wind-up that it's just too... Because do you see Richarlison starting as an advantage or as a, as a concern? Are you, are you worried he might do a holding? Oh, right, and lose his head. Uh, no, I don't think so. Has he ever been sent off? I'm not sure. Um, he's, he's done nothing to... He's more like he's more likely to to Wind up the provoke a reaction yeah. from one of the Arsenal players. Like Arteta's, Arteta's message to the Arsenal back line would be, don't get involved. Whatever he does, no, don't I, get involved. No, Arteta... Be, I wonder what Arteta's got set up. Do you think he's got a new drawing? Heart, brain, holding pigeon. hands. It's a pigeon. pigeon. Yeah. It's drawn a pigeon and then there's... A- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> One of them at a party with a rifle. <laughs> yeah, just, just getting more and vermin, more Just with vermin over his head. <laughs> Pigeon, because, you know, we want to fly, but we must come home. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and because because the young squad they're malleable. They're thinking, yeah, okay. So there's a pigeon. So we got to fly. Yeah, and Arteta just goes, just sticks his hands out and goes, hmm? yeah. And they're like, and the boys are just like, pigeon. What's the pigeon bit? No one really knows what he's going. And that's what and that's what gives them that little bit of energy that they need to to get um, the, the victory. Yeah, so I mean, like in terms of does, um, I think you've. I, the more I think about this, someone said I think it was Malik said two two. I think that's a really good shout. So we we just did a preview pod, uh, literally an hour before recording this, and both me and my mate Mark, who's a Spurs fan, we both said we think it'll end two two. I think it's I'd a take, good shout. I take, take it now. Would you? Really would. Yeah, to come away with like in the same position, you take a draw now, probably. Yeah, I mean, like look like, again as you're saying, like oh, this isn't. Arsenal of you know the latter part of Wenger's era or or the Emery era is underrated I think by Arsenal fans as that was um they are they're 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 they're, they're playing really well and they are top of the league so they they're going to be expecting and they're at home like we said it's, it's such a massive advantage in these these type of games so if you get a point and you're one behind them and then they've still got to play you know they've, mm. they haven't played anyone significant really and, and 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 that isn't a slight on them. I know a lot of um, there's been a lot about uh, Arsenal haven't played anyone, and when they did play someone decent in Man United, they lost or got found out. It's not easy to do what they've done. It's not easy to put six wins on the is it six wins on the board um, in the Premier League. It's not. It's, it doesn't matter. All games are difficult to win. The fact do they've I, done that is that, is significant. That's such a great point because the dynamics of football now. It's not like those the good teams and the bad teams. There's the there's the teams that concede like space, and yeah. there's the teams that don't to a point, and that's so true because you then have to be able to break down all these teams, and yeah, and they have been good at that. And you know, you've got to find, you've got to find you say, a way. Overall, you have as well, really. Considering I agree with you, it's not been, it's not always been great. That's the thing that could play into Arsenal's uh, Spurs' hands is. I think you're right with that. Three five two, play Kane and Son, yeah, and do them on the counter attack because they're going to want the ball. They're going to want to go attack you. That's my one concern about Arsenal: is uh, do they have the temperament yet in these big games? That's my that's my concern about them. I'm not sure they have got it just yet. And and I think you you know you guys feel quite ice cold at times. So it could, it could I think we know what we know what we are, and um, and and essentially everyone's bought into Conte and does what they're told to do, and he's developed a a mentality. I think so. From what I've seen thus far, that wasn't there when he come over. You know, when when he first came into the club, they talked a lot about this. These this team needs to know how to influence a game for ninety minutes, and they don't know how to do that. And we lost to Burnley, and he said, "I maybe I'm not the man to do it. Like maybe I can't." deal or work with this squad I mean in hindsight he's explained those comments and said look I just wanted to 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 let them know that this isn't fixed by me just being here you have to do your part and the energy coming out of him now and the comments he's making now is completely different to where he was when he first took over the squad so I think everyone's bought into his ideas naturally as they would And, um, and and because of that from what I've seen thus far and I'm caveat in everything because <laughs> in my head I can <laughs> anything can happen tomorrow so and I don't want to I, I don't want to tempt fate even though I don't even fucking believe in it but right now I, I do um thus far we we've been um it's just been we, we're playing at 50 60 percent of what I saw towards the end of last season and um and yet we're still winning we're still unbeaten this season we're still a point behind Arsenal this is yeah Phil Bagild last thing on uh, Arsenal we do Man United uh Versus Man City and so the psychology is Arsenal's Achilles heel. That I think that's a good point. That is my biggest question mark on them because I think any of the plaudits that you're providing them is is in in those games where they kind of have the ball. They know they're better. There's not the same energy as these kind of games. So 
this is a that's why I think again it is it allows not not only the fans and everyone else to believe the hype or the rest of the league to believe the hype but for their own squad to believe the hype and deal with a team that will be very switched on in Tottenham I think is mm. uh, it's going to be a cracking game uh, the other game Man United versus Man City anyone bothered? anyone bothered about this? so we did, I did a we did a show uh, for um, you know Bet Victor last fan standing show great um, series Great series. Go over to go over to the BetVictor channel and, and watch it and like and subscribe, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, we were talking. We were talking obviously about the North London derby and the Manchester derby, and I was putting it to. We've got Boovy and Adam McCola on there, mm. and I was surprised by the lack of needle between them. Like the you know when I'm talking about this game, the Arsenal game. I, I feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like the fact it's happening. And mm. you know that's why winning these games feels so good because the idea of losing them feels horrendous because but but you know if you do it you take your medicine you just crack on it's, it's football right but what is a, that these, I was these ask you this. can i ask you this question sorry just for you with the, the when you win when you win a north london derby what is if you were sort of breaking down the um percentages of emotion different emotions that create the cocktail of a north london derby win you know joy anger whatever or, you know yeah. arousal um whatever it might be what is what is that concoction what does it feel like? Winning winning that game feels better than than anything else. Anything else I've ever experienced in, in football. Like and admittedly there has been very few trophies in that era, but I have seen three. And um and it, it's it's like that, man. It's like it's it's it, it, it's I've you gotta remember, I've I've said it so many times, but I've grown up or surrounded by them. Um from being a child living in Holloway all the way up to I left school from Highbury Grove. So I'm, it's different for me, I guess, than some Spurs fans, why my feeling towards them is so strong. But beating them and knowing that they're hurting is the best feeling on earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of that 100% of like, how, what percentage is joy? What percentage is like sort of anger, needle, hatred? Do you know what I mean? I'd say 50-50. Really? It's just yeah, I mean, look, I've said this before. Is I, 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 I get as much gratification out of Arsenal losing as I do Spurs winning. And and and, and that isn't... <clears throat> that's why if they beat us tomorrow, it's a double whammy. <laughs> and again, I have to... You just have to take it. But if... Um, <laughs> if uh, but I don't think that's true of most Spurs fans. Some some Spurs fans even see Chelsea as a, a greater... Uh, they have a greater hatred for Chelsea than they do Arsenal, which I don't really? understand. Yeah, there are some out there, not many. It's mostly Arsenal, but I'd say about eighty-five percent are, up, you know, Arsenal are right main, you know, biggest rivals. But there's a few people that really hate Chelsea as well. Um, and then maybe one or two percent have a special penchant for West Ham. Penchant. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, but you know, we've done, we've done that. Okay, fifty-fifty, 50, 50, I'd say. Yeah, but yeah. So, so I was talking about. Sorry, I was yeah, talking cool. about the Manchester, and then the needle that there is between Tottenham and Arsenal isn't there between Manchester United and Man City. And just from an out, what from what what these guys are saying, but from an outside perspective, looking in at that, you're like, well, because Man United and Liverpool they consider each other to be the rivals. So there's political issues there, and then there's also the fact that they've been in competition for so long, and they're two most successful sides in England, and because Man City have come in the way they have and are have been built the way they have i don't think even though man city are, are, have been significantly better than manchester united for, for for the last 10 years united fans still don't seem to, to hate them in the way they do liverpool and for that they don't see this as a it's like it's like spurs chelsea i don't i don't get worried about spurs chelsea at all i don't think about spurs chelsea when it's yeah. coming up i don't it doesn't bother me but spurs arsenal has a special a special issue there so um yeah. Um yeah, I get what you mean. I think I guess the problem is is that the great thing I think about Arsenal now, Arsenal and Tottenham now is that because you are so close um that you like that that you know that helps with it. You know when people like remember Liverpool to Chelsea with the Champions League and the sort of needle that came from that. It's because you're both sort of striving for something and one gets yeah. the bragging rights. Feels like Man Man United there was like one or two years of it, I guess. But then all of a sudden, Man United fell off a cliff. 
and Man City just went like, into yeah. the distance. And so they never had enough time to create the friction that they needed to. Um, and I think that's the problem with it. And so prior to that, Man City were too far away from Man United. Yeah. And now Man United are too far away from Man City. I don't... Because, I mean, Man United are, like like we said, like somehow they've won the last four. Like, are, yeah. Are they good? I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to... to It's difficult to say... Again, winning four games in the Premier League is on the bounce is, is is isn't easy. And Arsenal were one of the teams they won against, so there's something in that. Um, they 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 had such a bad start to the season that any kind of sem- any kind of run of results is fantastic. But I don't know if they're good. I don't know the answer yet. I don't know if if there's progress. And a lot of Man United fans are a lot happier than they were at the start of the season. But that's because the, the starting point was so low. Um, what do you think? Are they good? I f- I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm like I got. A, I said it earlier. In, I did one a video in the start of the week, and it was we'll put it out at the start of the week, and yeah. it was talking about Man United and the something. I think that the the thing about Man United is that they're sort of paper over the cracks a little bit. I'm not there yet. I'm really not there yet because I just. I just it, they can't be well. The thing is, what's what's there? That's the thing I'm struggling with. Man United, and I've what said is this, the expectation? Yeah, I've said this to you so many. It's so weird, isn't it? Because literally a year ago, Solskjaer was there. He'd had, he'd had them. They'd finished second. They were miles off Man City, um, but they'd done well enough. And the expectations then went through the roof. And because they went through the roof, then you get judged by this new set of rules, um, and not to. I've not to bring back to Southgate, but to briefly bring it back to Southgate. I think that is the fair criticism with him is that what he did for the first half of his tenure was brilliant and the expectations were lower. Now the expectations are much higher and he's struggling with that. And the, the margin for error is so is so much less. And broadly speaking, when we're talking about winning titles, you've got to be perfect now. And so then when your rival's Man City, it's it's bizarre. It's, you know, we've seen this in a lot of different spheres of the world where it's like, you know, you've got Usain Bolt or you've got like um, Johnson, do you remember Michael Johnson, like he was just miles ahead. And so Roger Black gets the silver medal. Sorry, guys, we're showing our age here. This is a long time ago. You want to I don't even know what you're talking about. All right. Basically, there was a there was a 400 meter runner called Michael Johnson who was right. like ridiculous, like one of the greatest runners of all time. And in the 400 meters, um, it was already decided that he was winning it. And so, really, the battle was for second place. And Roger right. Black, who's a, like a British runner, snuck the the silver medal. And it was like, oh my! Everyone's like, oh my god, Roger Black, because we were crap at the time. Like Britain, yeah, Britain yeah. didn't win medals at that time. Um. And and so yeah, he won that silver is my gold. Anthony said that. Did he say that? There you go. So, but for Man United, because they're so huge, silver's not gold. Silver's silver. But you're trying. You're battling against. You're Roger Black, and you're battling yeah, it, against Michael Johnson. <laughs> That's what. But I'm we all we all we all are in a way. Yeah. We all are. Any, any like whether it's Arsenal, Spurs, or Man United, or Liverpool, or Chelsea, it's not good enough in football to finish second. But actually. Liverpool, that would sting still because they've they've been in competition. Man United at this stage, I think second is is absolutely f- it's fine for them. For Spurs and Arsenal, it's fine as well. It's fine for them. But the difference between Man United is that they have gambled big. They've, yeah. they've spent in they, they they spend. I think actually Man United spend more in wages than Man City do. And for that kind of financial outlay, you have to be you have to be pushing for the league and it may be that it comes next year and it has to because just bobbing around in fourth or third and sort of not you know being in you know in those positions but in, in realistic terms of you know the points difference between City and the others to spending that money you need to be close to City very close to, and pushing them to does it degree. have to does it have it, to happen next year well if they don't do it next year what when when does I, their I money run out? It does have out? to happen. Do you know what I mean? 
Well, they've got a lot of money, don't they? They make huge amounts of revenue. So spending money isn't going to be an issue because they're always going to be compliant. They'll always have assets to sell in the squad, which is some of the problems Arsenal are going to start to face, I think, in, in the coming seasons, is that they're going to get to a point where they have to sell in order to buy, to balance, to, to, to be compliant. Anyway, uh, Manchester United are a slightly different beast in that they can, they generate huge amounts of money. So they're, they're, they're always going to be able to buy and spend. But it's how long do they do it for? Mm. Because... It, 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 they're back Ten Hag. If that doesn't work, then what? The, it's just going to like maybe he's got to do it next year. He's got to make a title challenge next season. Otherwise, what's the point? Because there's no good Man United bobbing around fourth, third, or even second and saying and, and being nowhere near City. So they've got to find someone who could, can. And maybe he is the guy. But I think it has to happen next year, Jim. Yeah. I see. That's funny. I I would disagree. And I think exactly what you're saying is exactly the problem that stops them from ever getting higher up the hill for want of a better analogy because mm. because they will always have money and they'll always be huge they've actually got as long as they need so what's funny about football broadly is that like progress and achievement are two different things like so you can because the great ian holloway said this he said if we keep getting more points than we did the season before, we'll get to where we want to be. And that, I think, is actually... That's what needs to be seen when it comes to Man United this year. Man United don't need to finish anywhere, but they need to progress. They need You need to start to see it. You know, you look at Liverpool and when, you know, they had that first year where they were sort of still pretty average and then you saw a bit more, you saw a bit more, and you saw a bit more. To jump from where they are now to be perfect which you need to be because Man City are so unbelievably good I think it I don't think you can do it in in a year but what happens is the expectations go through the roof like they did with Solskjaer I'm not saying Solskjaer was the guy but and the structure around it wasn't right either but if they had slowed down a bit and got and really understood what they were doing. They might have walked towards where they wanted to get to instead of trying to leap and then falling into the abyss. Mm. It's just interesting. I mean, reading some of the comments here, like uh, Martin Smith and uh, I'm presuming Moran Smith Matt is uh, they're both United fans. Why next year? Ar- Ar- uh, Arteta had three years. Arteta did have three years, and in those three years, it was eighth, eighth, and fifth. Um, is that acceptable? If you want to be compared to what Arsenal are doing, would Man United, would you be happy for Ten Hag to finish 8th, 8th and 5th, given the fact that you're spending a million pounds a week practically on Varane and uh, Ronaldo's wages? But I know you're not interested in the money and stuff, but he, that, that's, 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 you can't be polite. That's true. You that's a fair be, point. Because what you're saying not, is that you've spent, because even Arsenal... You know, yes, he's got he's had three years and he's got there. He's been able to put a lot of the, the you know, the, the other pieces in place. But they have spent money, so the, the the money being spent has to come. And then when the money is spent, then the expectations have to go up. Of course, yeah, and that's and, and that's where the expectations. Look, there's some there is something comfortable in not expecting anything from your team. I get it, and, and <laughs> as a Spurs fan, trust me, there's zero expectation at Tottenham, and it's much it. more comfortable existing in a in a. <laughs> In a, uh, in a in a in a in a league format or, or in cup competitions, where you just think, well, if it happens, it's great. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But there has the the, the reality is the, the position that Arsenal win and Manchester United are in, given the, the speculation, is the expectation from the board will be there. Mm. You know, and and now if Arteta finishes outside the top four, which is not it doesn't look likely given what they've done so far, but if they did. What does that say about your board if you're still allowing him to manage your football club? I know that's going to sound mad now because they're so excited about sure. Arteta, but last year it was, it was, it was it, there. There will be an Arteta route trending this season. I guarantee it, right? But if if um, if if you're in a situation where um, you've put that amount of money in and recouped nothing back, and you, Arteta finishes outside the top four, then like, what are you doing? What what what? Where's where is the expectation? If there is none, then why? What, what you're just merely happy to merely exist? Trissy says uh, we started with David Luiz, uh, Sorksitis, oh, where is Kalasanac? Uh, of course, we spent money. Well, no one's having a go for spending money, but I think what Flav's yeah. fairly saying is that when you do spend money, that means you, you know, you expect better because it's literally as simple as that. 
Um, mm. But they go it's, hand in hand. People, I'm not attacking Arsenal here. I'm just saying, talking about the realistically what happens in fact, terms of though. expectations. It's not, you're not attacking it. It's, it's a fact. No, I'm not, You've spent money. I'm not, no. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But the um, yeah, back to, so. Do you know what's hard? It's hard to talk about Man City, isn't it? Because they're just oh, so fucking, great. Fuck them. It's like so they don't good. exist. They don't exist to me. I hate it. They're so they're so good, and then they've just added the best young striker in world football. And some might even say he could be the best striker by the end of the season. Maybe he already is. So what do you do? Like we talked about this podcast about what do we do to stop Haaland? But what's an acceptable injury for us all to just get on board with? Um, um, it's uh, he's he's mustard. They're mustard. Great team. They're just the ceiling, aren't they? Man City. <laughs> it just feels it feels like more so than any other year. People have really given up on the league this year I think yeah, I guess I mean, it's I, because everyone's got to be perfect and then if they're not then you're miles off it's just un- unassailable I don't I, I don't think there's nothing we can we can do to um... oh in terms of matchups here do you think Haaland will just go stand on Martinez I think or I would one prediction would be if it doesn't go to, to plan for Man United and Haaland win, scores a header I think they'll um They'll be going after Martinez's size, won't they? The big way. But to- you, yeah, I mean, like you, he's so he's so strong and powerful, Harland. That, like, it'd be stupid for him to not go and stand on him, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and this is the thing: is if the, if the ticky tacker stuff isn't working, just if, if you're in the last ten minutes and you you need a goal, stick on the back. You just go. You just go direct. <laughs> yeah, because he's so good in the air. He's so strong. You just go direct to him. And, and and that's what Man City have this season, which can make it even more difficult for everybody, is that they don't have to just stick to that one style of play, which they've been criticised, not, not criticised, some people, myself included, find them quite dull to watch. But if you add that extra dynamic element where they can go a little bit more direct, straightforward, because they have the utility in, in Haaland, fucking scary, it's scary. Like, I, I, as... As excited as I am about Conte and what he can do at Spurs, and I'm sure Arsenal fans are excited about what, what what's happened at the start of the season, you bet your house on City winning the league by a canter. Yeah. Um, Max K says, come on, Jim, you're better than that. Basic analysis. Oh, he's small, <laughs> so he won't win headers. No, that's not what he did. That's not what I did, bud. What I'd say, what I think Ooh, what you is added fair... The bud in. You added the bud. Yeah. <laughs> that was a power move. Yeah, what I would say... <laughs> Fella, um, Guy. Muscle, what I would say, muscles is muscles. <laughs> is um, this is sunshine. Har- this well, I'd say sunshine. This isn't just Sunday league. This is Erling Haaland, and this will be De Bruyne going. Go stand at the back post. <laughs> He's five foot nine. <laughs> Fuck on your head. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes football is that basic. Yeah, I think there's that's... nothing. There's, there's nothing chat people are giving their own ones now, champ. Yeah, you're right, champ. <laughs> All right, uh, champ. <laughs> do you know, I think well, the one thing I would say is that actually Guardiola's probably not that kind of guy. You know, he would just go, keep playing, keep passing, do you think? But it's very, very clear that Haaland stays in between the, the six-yard line the whole game. And you've seen the goals he scored. Let's Let's talk about the Dortmund game where they didn't play very well, which I could see it being a bit like that. I, th- I could see them sort of just clearing their lines, Treacle. And, and I think that, you know, <laughs> look, look, boss chick. man. Hey, boss You're man. Chick. Boss man. Tugboat. Oh, that was kind of mental now. Champ is the one there. All right, champ. Yeah, so, Buttercup. So, <laughs> so, so just, yeah. So that's all I'm saying, big boy. Big boy. All right, sunshine. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, how... I think it will play out like this. I think Man United will do what they did against Liverpool. They, because that's the one thing I would say. Man United have kind of got away with at times. Is they've just got rid. They've just kicked the ball away a lot. Um, and they've had a few moments where they, and which is fine. You can be pragmatic, but uh, and I think this will be another game for one of those ones. But it's interesting. I, I, we were talking about it last week, like the sort of stage of which a manager's at is sometimes will dictate how you kind of look at them. And the longer you're knocking about, the better it's going to be. And I think at this stage, that will suit uh, Ten Hag because he can, and he has been careful, um, not trying to play out too much. Um, But it's going to be interesting. Um, It is agony watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Sweet cheeks, honey bun, we got it all here. Oh, <laughs> twinkle toes. <laughs> Sorry, something. When what what when you think about the word twinkle toes, which player comes to mind? I wonder if it, it won't be the same one because mine's a little bit random. But King Clad- mine's a bit random as well. King Clad's a yeah, that's a good shout. That is a good yeah. shout. Uh, Jose Dominguez just popped into my head for some reason. That's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, do, um, do you want to speak about the nineties briefly? I was just reading this whilst I was on holiday. I was reading this uh, thing on Baggio. Oh, what, what player? He, what player he was? But yeah. he, he scored. I can't remember how many goals he scored. But it was he was playing for Fiorentina and he kept them up, right? And. But in that Italian Serie A season when Maradona won the league, there was a team. There was a team that stayed up and scored thirteen goals <laughs> the whole season. They stayed up. They won eight of those games that they scored in. Wow! And they stayed up, scoring thirteen goals. Sounds like West Ham this season. How many goals for West Ham score this season? They've scored three so far. They've scored three so far. They've scored ten in the last fourteen, and four of those were against Norwich. Ouch! And they've and they've yeah. and they've brought in a lot of attacking players as well, haven't they? Yeah, like the West Ham fans are going mental because Gamaka hasn't got a, like hasn't had a sniff really yet, and um, he's been playing well for Italy. What are we saying with Moises? Are we getting close what to? Whoa! What are we saying, like, mate? Because look, look at let's have a little look at the league table, shall we? Have a little look. How many games can West Ham lose from this perspective, from this point, before he gets fired? I think he's got he's safe until oh, and, and look, and he has got credit in the bank. But how safe is he? I reckon if he loses three more games, he's gone. Two, I saw maybe. I saw a comment and it said, "Think about that." It was it was like. It's quite a flabbergasted comment, and it was it basically someone went. Thing with Moises, he just won't change. <laughs> I was like, this guy was a god six months ago. <laughs> He's an absolute know, god six months ago. It's a football fan's prerogative to just talk shit. I mean, look at me; I've made a career out of it. What the? Yeah. How are that free? Who's in the most precarious position? It's Brendan Rodgers, right? Leicester, Leicester City. Brendan Rodgers. I think he's probably on decent money, so Leicester are probably looking at going. Hopefully, he can just work this out. And for an hour against Spurs, he was the Leicester looked good. Steve Cooper, like, is he staying until they go down? What do I they mean, do there? They've signed twenty-two players. What yeah, do you What do you do in that instance? If your Forest fans are going to say keep him regardless because they remember where they were, what What do you? If you owned Nottingham Forest, what do you do? Well, obviously, the owner is addicted to transfers, and 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 it's the deadline's gone now. So the only transfer he can do now, just to sort of to help with his addiction manage the manager yeah <laughs> get, in, get him out yeah. um the i mean and what were the implications because like you know we, we've been really critical of i have been critical of norwich's approach to these things in kind of ballooning getting balloon payments and you know the the, the um the, the, the all the glory and money that comes with premier league football but they're happy to go down and not compete really whereas Nottingham forest were the opposite of that and you mentioned that you know they they might be in trouble because of the amount of money they've spent that they don't have the security that Norwich do and West Brom have previously in Fulham because they have speculated in such a significant way they've spent pretty much every penny they have from the Premier League money isn't it yeah yeah and you know what what I think is interesting about the Forest thing is that I think they would you know they would sell everyone fine but like everyone would know that they need to sell them all so that would be It'd be a, it'd be fascinating. I, mean, I wonder how many, how many relegation clauses are in in those contracts, and people like how many of those players, like Lingard's looked at it and gone, "I want one year," because he maybe he yeah. knew I don't be trapped at Forest. It's mad. I wonder what it'd be interesting to talk to Forest about what they're feeling at the moment. But what about um, they're all quite angry that they're all quite angry about it. Are they? No, they're, they're angry that people have changed their minds on Forest because everyone's turned on Forest. Oh, they're yeah. a little I mean, bit annoyed that, about it. This is the problem of the Premier League. There's no, you don't. There's no grace. Everyone's coming for you. The, everyone's coming. I think. Um, look, if if they're on twelve games and they've got four points, that's you know you you're gonna have to start thinking about making a change, aren't you? Yeah, but who? <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure because there's not. Is there room for sentiment in this in this in this in this conversation for Steve Cooper? Do you just say stick with him and you're going to know that he'll get you back up? Um, 
possibly uh, that would be a unique and very brave view because normally it's the opposite isn't it it's like change it right let's fix this let's get someone else in let's get the like you know Watford have done it again this week Rob Evans got the sack can you believe it yeah I've seen that they do it every year don't they once Billich come in yeah yeah so yeah I mean I the the it feels different I've said that a couple of times it feels different with Forest now at this moment in time West Ham I I expect them to They'll be fine, I think, and I think Moyes would be fine. I'd be amazed. I'd be amazed if Moyes gets sacked this season. I think he'll make if he season. gets sacked, if there's a better option available, like say somehow Pochettino went, oh, I'll, I'll take over West Ham, then then you sack him immediately. Sure. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Good point. Leicester. It sounds like they're going to just stick with stick with him. Um, I I think he will get it right. I do. I think he will Rogers. keep them up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's got to be able. To, there's no, the squad's good enough to stay up for sure. It's yeah, just 100%. how dire does it all feel? I think I wonder how many of their squad is actually away on international duty because a lot of their first team won't have been. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a bloody good league, bloody good league. I quite enjoy covering it. Mm. Um, right, way too much football chat, if I'm honest. But, uh, but it's a reset oh, pod, no, isn't it? It's a reset pod, isn't it? It's a reset. reset pod. We'll, um, there's plenty of comments and whatnot from last week's. So we'll, we'll build a we'll build a running order so that yeah, I've, I've been you know, I've been away. Busy. It's been away. It's been been busy. It's been busy. Mate. So, any new ideas for new bits? Get them in the comments. Um, if you are watching live right now, thank you. Been pretty concurrent on one thousand seven hundred odd. Um, if you could good? hit the like button on the way out, that'd be lovely. And even cheekier, um, hit the subscribe button. That'd be lovely. And mm. even cheekier than that, become a patron because the mailbags will return next week because we're both our holidays are done, aren't they? For a little bit. Football, football, yeah, football we're now. Back. Oh, God, there's 13 games. I'm just thinking about 13 games. That's at least four hours per game. Fucking hell. And uh, Max, Max K in particular, big boy. Sweetheart, sweet cheeks. Have a great, great weekend, champ. All right, champ. <laughs> Back in your box. Um, right, guys. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Oh, and bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.